Trading Radio. This is Todd Adams. This is Kathy Adams. And this is the 25th episode of our show. We're halfway through the year. Unbelievable. No. Yes, we are. Yeah. Come on. It's we've 52 episodes. This is 25, so we're less, one less than halfway. Wow, that's cool. And we are talking about food and nutrition and how you deal with feeding your kids and feeding yourself, and it's going to be fun. And I kind of hope that as we go through this discussion, we kind of take a gif- different approach to talking about food because I don't want to just focus on, oh, your child has is a picky eater. Here's what you give them. Um, I would rather focus on our underlying feelings about food. You always want to go one layer below, <laughs> don't you? It's no fun. These, these people don't want to hear the layer below. They just want to get lists and they want to be told what to do. Well, you know, that's great. And I and I understand that. And I'm not saying we won't give a few tips here and there. A lot tips, of tips. A lot of tips. Um, but I also think that real learning comes when we understand why we do what we do, why we worry about the things we worry about. And if we can get to that level, then the tips aren't as necessary. All right. That makes sense. Okay. So it's uh, high expectations. So hopefully we can knock it out of the park. Okay. So you, it, this was actually your idea to talk about food. So was why? It? Why did you come up with this idea? I don't know. We talked about it this morning. I know. And... Oh, because you're, you get all weirded out about what the girls eat. I do. I totally get weirded out. Out, and that doesn't mean that I am a saint as far as what I consume. Actually, I think I probably eat worse than I don't know. I uh, sometimes I feel like I eat worse. Well, than you've them. gotten a lot better. Your eating habits have changed tremendously. Yeah, and... not as many cheeseburgers. No, but cheeseburgers are so good. Not let's, as many cheese it. Let's have an episode about how good cheeseburgers are. <laughs> well, I don't think I should be your partner in that conversation. Let's I have an episode and talk about the In and Out Burger out in the West Coast and how I'm waiting for them to come to Chicago. Yeah, I hear that. Um, so I don't know why I came up with this idea, but we're just uh, rolling with it. Okay. Well, can I start then? Do you mind if I Shoot. jump in? Yeah. So here's my thought. When it comes to feeding our kids, I think that we, meaning parents, men and women, have our own issues with food. We have all these issues and concerns and history and baggage, and then we unknowingly or unconsciously or sometimes consciously pass this along to our children and we continue this negative cycle of how we view food. And the the probably the best way we could view food, and I'm talking about like pie in the sky here, I know that you know there's other ways, but the best way is that food is to, it's there to give our body energy mm-hmm. so our body can function. And it's also there in a medicinal way mm-hmm. because if we eat the right foods, our body knows how to function mm-hmm. and it actually acts at acts, I can't say that, it becomes like a medicine for right. our body. Now, when we eat the wrong things, things that our body doesn't know how to process, things that are, are processed foods, things that are created chemically, things that are made that aren't real, holistic, what's the other word I'm looking for, organic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the real deal. It's not real food. It's not whole food. Right. That's where the store Whole Foods gets its name. Or um, as I like to call it, whole paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand it when people call it whole paycheck. <laughs> it's like it was cool like maybe the first time somebody said it, and now everybody just calls it whole paycheck. The, the joke it, has gotten old. The joke has gotten well, old. And honestly, I know that Whole Foods can be expensive because it's organic, but they have a brand a, a brand called 365 there, and it's not that much more expensive than your typical store. So right. it kind of not only is the joke not super funny, but it's also not completely true. doesn't have to be true. doesn't have to be true. Right. Um, so anyway, that's just the way that if we could, the best case scenario would be to view food in that way now do we view food in that way no well you talked about baggage and i'll give you my baggage and i grew up in a household where we ate meat and potatoes right 
and um, I have this thing where I think the girls need to consume meat, <laughs> and I don't do it as much anymore. Even though I still kind of do it. You did it yesterday. So maybe I do. <laughs> so maybe I still do it. Um, I just feel like they need to have turkey or chicken. Like it's not cheeseburgers, but I feel like they need to have some meat because I just think that it's part of the diet. And maybe it's from growing up. They had the pyramid thing. And they talked about what you need, and meat is in there. And you know there. the pyramid has been changed, correct? No, I have no idea. Yeah, the, pyra- the nutritional pyramid looks completely different Where now. does Fruity Pebbles lie on the pyramid? I First of all, I don't think it's on there, but if it that's was... A, that's a problem. But if it was on there, it'd be in the sugary, oily, fat So substances. yummy, Fruity Pebbles. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> um, so I'm sitting there, and I'm making their lunch, and I'm like trying to push either turkey bacon or turkey on to JC because I make her lunch. And you remind me, like, they don't, she doesn't have to eat meat. Well, and I think, you know, it's just always funny when you and I are in the same room and you're telling our girls that they have to have meat because I don't eat meat. Right. And in no way am I telling my girls that they have to be vegetarians like I am. They can eat what they want to eat. But it's, it kind of always makes me smile when you say to them, you know, you have to have meat. You have, because your own wife doesn't do that. Right. Your own mother doesn't do that. And maybe it's because I think their bodies are growing and they need meat to grow their bodies. Well, I let's, don't know. Well, let's be clear about what meat is. Meat is a protein, right? Yeah. And again, we have to, we're not nutritionists and we're not doctors. We've got we're just, no idea. We're just speaking from parental and the knowledge, you know, that we've Reading been, books and watching reading TV. Reading books and watching TV and all that good stuff. But, um, I, you know, meat is a protein. Yeah. And... Why don't you, instead of saying to them, you have to have a meat, you need to have a protein in your lunch? Because I I have found many ways to have protein in my diet that don't, it's not about meat for Well, me. here's the deal. What you always say is, because JC is the one that, I th- I don't even know, she she barely ever eats meat, but right, you always say, really well, like she can have a cheese sandwich cheese sandwich because there's protein and cheese. There is protein and cheese. I don't doubt that. I guess where you and I differ is all the girl eats is cereal. And cheese and bread. She eats a lot of fruit. You you always do these always things. Where I, you're like, I never do always. True. She had like three bananas yesterday, which could be bad, but she had three bananas. <laughs> she eats fruit. She eats cheese. She Maybe eats... I focus on the on the weaknesses. I yeah, don't know. and she let um when you were not here the other night when you were traveling, I made them pasta and, and salad, and she ate the entire salad. Mm. So the always, I I will give you the um. Most of the time, she would prefer cereal and bread and cheese. That's her preference, right? Every kid has a preference. Right. But the truth is, during the day, she eats plenty of fruit. She eats salads. Um, she at, she had corn on the cob the other night. Yeah, so I, I, I exaggerate. I exaggerate. Yeah. Well, but see, that's a good discussion for this show because I think a lot of parents do that. There's a lot of fear mm-hmm. about I have to. my child has to eat a balanced meal every single time. And if they don't, then I give them a hard time and I make eating a complete nightmare for them. And I think that's something we need to be thoughtful about is because we struggle, all of us do, with issues around food. That gets passed along to our kids by the way we respond to it. And it's always strange because I'm sure kids are like, what? Because we'll say, you know, that's not good for you. That's sugar. That's awful. Oh, it's your birthday. Let's get a cake. Mm-hmm. And they're probably like, what? Yeah, we're, we're throwing them off balance we, a We throw bit. them off. Or we say, you know, we, we don't eat that in our house. You know, that's too much sugar. Oh, let's celebrate by going out for ice cream. It's confusing. I just thought of a movie part because my brain thinks in terms of movies. Your Remember? brain thinks in movies? Yes, it does. Uh-huh. Remember that part in River Runs Through It? When the two boys are little kids and Paul, who's Brad Pitt's character, is kind of the stubborn of the two. Yeah. And he doesn't want to eat the oats. I mean, it looked horrible. It looked like oatmeal or something. Right. And um, the dad's like, you know, God has been feeding 
children oats forever and it's not the job of a six-year-old boy to decide that he's going to stop doing that Mm. and he like sat there and the dad who was strict because it was like the 1920s or whatever just had him sit there and i think he was sitting there until like the next morning wow and it's like mommy dearest same kind of scene with the meat oh was there a no i don't really remember that she says you'll sit at this table until you eat this piece of meat and she stays there for hours and hours and hours and we don't do anything like that but no, there's, I hope not. There's parts of me that I just feel like getting them to consume healthy food. But but at yeah. the same but at the same time, I'm totally talking out of both sides of my mouth. Yes, you are. Because I don't. I mean, I feel like I'm 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 saying do what I say, not what I do. And that's not to say I don't I I eat unhealthy. But sometimes I hold them to a higher standard than I hold myself. Well, there's that, and there's also the way I view that when you say, okay, you know, the story from those two movies, mm-hmm. or I kind of want my kids to do that, that's just winning. Yes. That's just saying, I need to win. Duh. I need, duh, winning. Winning. <laughs> Is that joke old yet? Mm, I still like it. It's not as old as the joke of when they say whole paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> I love to say duh, winning. It duh. just works. Yeah, it does. Um, but anyway. It's, it is. It's a fight. It becomes, it's a fight. You it's want no to longer, win. It's, it's no longer about, about the food. food. Because it if it was really about the nutrition, we'd give them different options. And the thing that I, again, my viewpoint on this, and I will say, because I am marketing my book, you're going to be proud of me right now. Good. There is an article in my book, my new book, The Self-Aware Parent 2, and the article is called Feeding Ourselves, Feeding Our Children. And it's what, actually, it's what we're talking about today. That's what it's all about. Is about we have to be clear about what we really want for our kids. What, what are, why are we feeding them certain things? And, and then feed them from that place because then we won't force certain foods. Mm-hmm. We'll give options. We'll talk about ways that they can have things. We'll t- we don't say you have to do it my way or the highway. We'll say, okay, you want carrots? You know, you can have them plain, you could have dip, you could have, you know, we give them options right. for it. Or if they don't like carrots, well, that's fine, but then you're going to, you know, need to choose a vegetable here. Like every morning we say to the girls, yeah. which fruit do you want? Yeah, our new our, our new thing, because sometimes they just glom like three bowls of cereal and right. all they're eating is a bunch is, of carbs exactly. or whatever. And we say, okay, before you have your second bowl, then you need to eat some strawberries. Or you need or to eat choose some, a fruit. Or choose a fruit. Yeah. Right? Yeah, give them choices. Yeah. Um, but going back to the winning part, it is about... It's like a battle, and it no longer is about the food. Like, let's say I had a bad day at work or whatever. I'm in a grumpy mood one day, and all of a sudden I say, you know, Skyler, you need to eat that, and then she resists. Then all of a sudden, because I feel like I didn't have control at work that day. You want to take control I over I want to have control over exactly. this situation. And once again, this show is about awareness and having awarenesses and say, why am I battling her on something that really is kind of inconsequential or insignificant? So I try to catch myself yeah. in those moments, but I have them just like everybody. Everybody else does. does. Every it's completely normal. We've all done it. Um, but the key is, like you said, becoming conscious of it, right. so you realize you're doing it. Right. And you know, I I don't know if I'm totally switching gears on you here, but I I want to go to the place of what food. Um, how do I want to say this? Why adults have issues with food like what food symbolizes to people and I, and you know what maybe i should speak of i think this will be true for men but i think it's very true for women that women really struggle with food mm-hmm. um because I, I think that a lot of women think food is something they should either have control over or that they get they feel really guilty about their lack of control with it right. and you know it's why our country is in diet craze all right. the time we're always looking for the new diet and food becomes an obstacle right. that we feel like we need to overcome mm-hmm. or something that we need to conquer right. and we and you know we talked about paradigm shifts a few weeks ago we really need to change our perspective on what food is mm-hmm. like food is nourishment for the body period yeah that's it and 
food can also be a pleasurable experience. Mm-hmm. And I think one thing that in the United States, or maybe very true in other countries too, but so much here, is food becomes either something that we use for pleasure and then we indulge too much. Right. Or it becomes something we're just trying to get over and not eat it at all. And we need to find that middle place. I agree. I agree 100%. Um, I had a thought and I forgot what it was going to be. So, Did I talk too long? Yeah, you talked too long and I didn't want to interrupt. That's I, we're too respectful of each other. I know. You just want to talk I need over to start me. interrupting more. I know. That'll make the show really nice for a- us. Absolutely. More interruptions, the better. Well, can I keep talking or Please do you want do me to stop? Please do until I regather my thoughts. Okay. So what I think that would be helpful with our kids, and I think you and I do this a lot already, is when we talk to them about food, rather than making them feel guilty about the things they eat and passing on those feelings of guilt that we carry ourselves, you know, because a lot about being a good parent is breaking some of the cycles that maybe you've had in your own life and not passing on some of the negative things that don't work, is teaching our kids how food works in their body. Like, for example, um, you know, when they're eating great food, you know, vegetables, fruit, things that are really good for them saying, wow, that, that, you know, that food is really good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is how it affects your body and helps you sleep better. It helps you run better, helps you think better. And then when they eat food that's heavy and makes them feel heavy, instead of making them feel guilty, you just say, you know what? Your body doesn't know what to do with that food, right. that right. it doesn't know what to do with that. And that's why it makes you feel heavy or gives you a headache. Like I remember the girls had a fruit roll up a couple months ago. It came in a gift packet. And they both ended up feeling like they had a headache. And instead of saying, you shouldn't have eaten at sea and making them feel bad, I just said, well, guys, when you eat stuff like that, your body doesn't know what to do. So mm-hmm. that's why it happens. Mm-hmm. It, very matter of fact, done with it, no guilt trip, but it's a teaching opportunity. Um, one thing that uh, the girls do that I think are pretty, that, that is, is good for the overall health, they talk in terms like, my tummy does, my tummy says it's full or yes, something like that. Yes. I don't know why I think that's good. Why do I think that's good? Instead of, because I'm they full, listen to their body. Yeah, they're yeah they're listening to their body. They're saying, you know, I think we even say like, what is your tummy telling? You know, mm-hmm. should I have another bowl of cereal? I don't know. What is your tummy telling you? And there's so many times we're like, yeah, my tummy's feel saying that it doesn't want any more food. Because what I do is, if there's a meal in front of me, even if my tummy's full, I'm still I, I'm finishing what's on my plate. I know you get you get into your head about it. Yes. You get excited, especially if it's yummy food. But even if it's not good food, I'll just finish it up. What's you know up what? with that? I do that with chocolate cake. And the thing about indulgences like chocolate cake is what a lot of people do and what we do from time to time, but what I catch myself trying not to do is eating it. And while you're eating it, you feel guilty. So you're not even present you're not even enjoying for it. these yummy chocolate cake or this yummy French fries or this yummy pizza. When you're, eat, when you're, when you're doing something bad, at least be present in it, you know, like enjoy it. But I'm going to even question your word. Are you doing something bad by having a piece of cake every now and again? If it's every now and again, no. But if it's all the time, then yeah, probably. Yes. Well, then that's a different story. But I kind of feel like the way going back to, you know, rethinking what food is. If you eat pretty well most of the time, having a few indulgences is life. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's pleasure. It's fun. You know, every once in a while, I always tell the girls that on the weekends, I get French fries. You know, it's something that I get excited to do, and I don't necessarily do it every single weekend, but it's something I do. And on in our family, on Friday night, we usually have pizza and ice cream. It's the only night we have dessert. It's a big night of the week. It is. And if we forget, watch out. Mm-hmm. Where's the ice cream? And then it's also 7-Up night. Yes, it's become 7-Up. That's been a recent And do you remember how, how, it, how it became that we had 7-Up no, night? No, no. It's because every time 
the girls get sick, I would give them seven up. Oh. And then you said, um, I don't want them to associate, associate seven, seven up, up with, with being, being sick. sick. Yeah. So then they end up getting seven up. Because I wanted them to not pretend they were sick to get seven up. Which is what they were kind of yes. doing. Yeah, They'd be like, I'm my stomach my hurts. Stomach. Yeah. I think I might need some seven up. <laughs> we know that. It's funny when you're a kid, you, you think, think your works. parents are so clueless. I know. I remember thinking my parents were clueless and they knew exactly what I was up to. Right. And we know what they're up to when they say, I'm feeling a little sick. I need some seven up. But for a, for a six-year-old brain, this makes perfect sense to them. I know. They're it like, does. yeah, I'll, I know. I'll just say I'm kind of sick and then I'll get my seven up. Well, that's right. It's a new experience for them, but we've been around the block a few times. We have been, yes. And that's going to be our whole task as parents is making sure that they get away with nothing. Well, that's... nothing. Um, I remember what I was going to talk about. The whole diet craze. Yes. Like South Beach and I don't know. What's some other crazy Wait, Remember diets? when we did Body for Life like about 10, 15 years I ago? I believe in Body for Life actually, but whatever. Whatever diet. But would you really go back and do Body for Life? I wouldn't do the powders. I was going to say. But I, don't, I don't think that was necessarily a great thing. Here's my thing on diets and the diet craze is all you, forget about all these books Eat healthy and exercise. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. You're done. Well, and that's the problem with diets is they have you do something different. And then when you're done with the diet, you go back to doing what you were doing before. Now, there's a few diets out there that I think, and again, I just I don't like the word, but a few eating plans that I think are pretty go good, like Weight Watchers, they basically have you eat regular food. Right. And so there is no reintegrating. Right. You kind of just figure out a new way of eating. Right. And, you know, Bob Green, Oprah's mm. guy, he has mm. like kind of a best life plan. Right. And I think even uh, Seattle Sutton, it's real food. Right. Um, you know, there's, there's some that kind of... But they're all techniques. They're tricks. Eat healthy and exercise and you will start losing weight. Well, uh, you know, true, honey, but you've never had an issue with a weight problem. No, I haven't. You've never had three kids come out of your body. No. And there's some weight that comes on your body when you have children and you have to figure out a way to jumpstart your body like right. you've kind of been lucky enough that you don't really gain weight yeah that's true you i've kind of had it the easy i've had the easy route right because you can have two cheeseburgers a weekend and then mm, say i'm gonna... <laughs> cheeseburgers <laughs> and then say i'm gonna start over on monday and it really it it's doesn't not, show up no big deal maybe exactly. when i get older it will but for the most part i agree with you about the healthy food and, and you know let's even take the word healthy out smart food you know mm. like holistic whole food mm. um like there's this great book that michael pollan wrote the guy who wrote the omnivore's dilemma he also wrote a book called Food Rules, and it's this teeny little book that I actually have next to my bed. And it's these like really quick, uh, what is it, like a hundred or something, yes. good ideas about what kind of food to eat and how to eat. Like even simple things, like don't eat in front of the TV, mm -hmm. and you know, be conscious of your bite. There's a mindfulness to eating too. There is, and one thing that I've been working on, and I'm actually kind of losing this battle is I'm taking just like if I had a chicken burrito the other day, and I just take these huge bites yeah. and I just like wolf it down, right. And if I can just remind myself to take smaller bites, I have a feeling that, one, my body would appreciate that a it little would. bit more. And secondly, I don't think I'd fi finish that whole burrito because it takes me longer. But I don't – I have not created the discipline to take smaller and bites. And you know what's funny? And is the reason I can't do it is because it's so yummy. I hear Why you. take a smaller bite – if the yumminess is right there in front of you. Because you can enjoy the yumminess longer. And you know what? You make fun of me for eating burritos with a fork and a knife. Yeah, that's And hilarious. I eat sandwiches with a fork and a knife. And I also make fun of you when I say, oh, put some ranch dressing on this. And what will you say? It's fine plain. doesn't need it. <laughs> it doesn't need it. Of course it doesn't need it. But you know what? It's better with it. 
I don't like ranch dressing. What about mayonnaise? I don't like mayonnaise. That's not true. You do like mayonnaise, but you when don't... When do I have mayonnaise? You don't have mayonnaise. Okay, I was going to say. <laughs> when do I have mayonnaise? You don't have mayonnaise, but... I like mustard. It would, in, it would increase the quality of the sandwich. To you. And to you. <laughs> <laughs> to both of us. <clears throat> that is not true. Because I think you're thinking, oh, well, it just doesn't need it. But wouldn't it be taste better with it? Can I go back to my fork and knife thing? Sure. The reason I eat with a fork and knife, it was actually a little tip given to me by my friend Jessica Rapay. Right. So, Jessica, if you're listening to this, this was, you taught me this in college. You eat with a fork and knife. You eat slower. Mm-hmm. You take breaths in between bites. You enjoy your food longer. If you eat with your hands, it's like like you said, you like, you mm, know, so take good. <laughs> these just, huge bites. Huge, this, it's this wonderful burrito that fits in your hands. I know. I don't think I'm going to... We can all visualize your burrito right now. I don't think I'm going to use a fork and a knife when I'm eating my burrito. Okay. that's. I'm giving you a tip, though. It's something you can do. Another thing that we do at our dinners, meaning uh, Todd and I, when we sit around with our family, because we have dinner together at least three times a week, mm-hmm. if not more, and um, we make sure that we, when, when we sit down, we all take a big, deep breath before mm-hmm. we begin. Yep. And my intention in doing that, I'm sure it's different for all of us, but is to let go of where we were and to become present for where we are. And if we do that, then we can eat consciously. Do you want to talk about um, how there was a time when we didn't have as many family dinners together, and then I kind of said, listen, this is something I want to do? That was that was in my first book. Okay. Let, let's just talk about my books. So in my, we talk about the family dinner. I right. wrote an article about that because you were very interested in having family dinners. Right, because you neither one of us are big fans of cooking. Right. And we just kind of would make a sandwich here, and it like wasn't an event. Well, and it was when the girls were really little. Right. So they would eat at these weird times, and right. I would be basically giving them pieces of turkey and cheese. So it wasn't like a sit-down dinner for them. They were a lot younger. We're talking when they were like two or three. Right. But you keep going. So I said, listen, I want to start having family dinners, not because it has nothing to do with the food, but it's the time when we can come yes. together. So I kind of – I put my foot down about about very few things in my opinion but mm-hmm. this is one of those things where I said hey listen this is important to me I think this would be important for our family what do you think and you were on board oh, yeah, you 100%. didn't resist it at all you just one of us needed to step up and say hey let's do this exactly it wasn't really a part of my norm mm-hmm. and so I didn't you know and again the girls weren't old enough where we were thinking about mm-hmm. it much but I liked the idea I loved that it was your idea and that you wanted to make it a habit mm-hmm. you were like let's let's integrate this into our lives now right. so we're not they're not teenagers and we're saying hey right. you know now come to the dinner table and um and for the parents out there that like cooking about as much as we do, which mm-hmm. is nothing, it doesn't have to be a big no. thing. Like my mom used to make big dinners and, you know, she cook it from scratch. You don't have to do that anymore. No. I mean, you could do a lot. I mean, it could be making some pasta and heating up some chicken. Well, and that's what um, the word that I've traded cooking for is preparing. Right. Because I prepare food just fine. Right. I think I do I do a pretty good job, right? Yes, you do a like, wonderful job. Thank you. Like I make sure, you know, like I said the other night, we had really good pasta with really good sauce, and we had a big salad, and we had corn on the cob, and I don't mind preparing that at all. It's the whole concept of spending five hours cooking. I, I don't have time to and do that. And I think that. a lot of moms kind of think about their childhood, moms our age think about their own childhood and they have this sense of guilt because they're not doing it the same they're not doing it the same way and that's silly to me Mm -hmm. you know do what works for you you Mm -hmm. know we live in a different age and there's plenty of parents out there that love to cook from scratch and you know make a big deal out of it i just i don't understand the amount of time and effort it takes to prepare on a nightly basis it's not worth it it's easier just to 
cook, you know, go get something or cook something nice and easy, throw it in the microwave, whatever. And I completely agree with you for us, but I will say that I have plenty of friends who really enjoy cooking, so that's their downtime. Yeah, and the only thing I want to say is for the ones that That despise it like you and I do, then don't feel guilty about it and go pick up some Chipotle, which is natural good food, or heat up some pasta or make a big salad, whatever. Because we're focusing on the idea of a family dinner is important. Don't get too wrapped up in what the food is, you know, and again, we obviously would want to say make it, you know, like the reason we like Chipotle so much is because it is natural and then mm-hmm. we can make it healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, you can order a burrito fairly healthy, but, um, you know, it's not necessarily a fast food and thing. And it's a good time to say, okay, what was the best part of your day? What was the most challenging part of your day? And we kind of go in a circle. The family each, dinner, yeah. yeah. so there's a lot of different things that can go on with that. It's, so. a, it's a bonding time. It's a reconnecting, especially when you've all been out of the house. Like we're having an experience this summer already where... You know, the girls are out doing these different things. And like JC's been at camp and she doesn't even come home till like 4.30. It's right. weird. Right. And so if we don't have that time, if we don't set that time aside, when are we going to reconnect? And I know for all of you out there who have teenagers or older, it just gets worse. Yeah, football and baseball yeah. and so, basketball and everything. Yeah, so I know that it, it gets worse. So was there anything else that you wanted to focus on with food? Um, I talked about my diet craze thing. I talked about winning Well, you know, can I just throw in the balance word again? Yeah. Because one thing that I think is most important when it comes to food and the way that we respond to it and the way we talk to our kids about it is that it's balanced. Mm -hmm. That sometimes we have times when we eat a meal and we eat too much or we completely clean our plate and have a stomach ache. And we can let them know, you know, tomorrow's another day and let's be more thoughtful about how food feels in our body and let's stop when our, you know, body says to stop. And then there's time, you know, there's Thanksgiving and things like that where we do kind of go out of balance but it's just the idea of coming back into balance and not worrying about it being all or nothing we get very perfectionistic about food and if we can let go of some of that guilt maybe we can actually enjoy food yeah you know imagine that enjoying it rather than freaking out about it well the thing is about yummy pizza or something like that and i keep using the word yummy because i love that you just like food i do like food um it's really good when you're eating it but sometimes i just stuff so much in my belly then i feel like total crap right Right. afterwards well and there's a lesson in that for our kids you know that's the whole point is mm-hmm. that pizza is good, but too much of anything is not good. Yeah. And having a piece of pizza is not going to hurt you. You know, it's when we go to excess, it's when we binge, it's when we, you know, when we don't know how to just listen to what our body needs. I think in that Michael Pollan book, there's one thing in there that he says that the first bite always tastes the best. It does. And every bite after that tastes maybe a little more, I don't know, you're used to it, your taste buds or whatever. Yet my behavior is that. The last bite is as good as the first, and it really isn't. Well, and I think a lot of times when we're eating, we're eating unconsciously. Right. We're not really there. Like, I used to um, watch TV while eating all the time when it was just you and I mm-hmm. before the girls came along. And it was like I'd be done eating, and I was like, wait, where to go? Mm-hmm. You know, we're eating unconsciously. We're not even taking mindful bites. Mm-hmm. And so that in itself, you know, the first bite is the best because the rest of it you don't even remember. Mm-hmm. But if we can really enjoy it and be thoughtful about it, I think, I, I don't just think, I know your body ends up responding and saying okay i'm full like it usually takes a good 15 20 minutes for our body to have that true response where it's really full but we tend to like fill it up before then so we don't even know i want to talk about our friend sieve 
Steve's awesome. Okay, who is Steve? Well, Steve is a friend of ours who owns a business called Success is Vitality, which is her name um, is pronounced Steve, but it's spelled S-I-V. She's from Finland. And so Success is Vitality is, you know, it's an acronym from her name. And she runs this business where she teaches people um, how, well, I think she kind of things we're talking about, how to look at food differently, how Mm. to look at it medicinally, how to look at it as something wonderful for us, and how to have a holistic approach. And she has all these great ideas about different things foods that are out there that we're not even aware of, mm-hmm. things that are so good for our body. And she does presentations and workshops, and she also works individually with people on how to think about food differently. And she even went uh, with your sister to the grocery store. She did. She um, she went with my sister to the grocery store and like pointed out all these great things, certain, that, things you know, that... certain foods um, that would be good for her and things that would help her, you know, medicinally and all that kind of thing. And, you know, just things she would enjoy that we don't even know is out there because they're not advertised on TV. Absolutely. So, yeah, and she's the one that got us on the morning smoothies, and it has changed our lives. The Vitamix. Yes, and um, I eat all this crazy vegetables that I never, ever would eat any other way. And she was the one who told us to put a whole lemon in Mm -hmm. the smoothie, which is so good to have a full lemon in there. Absolutely. And so Siva is really great. And she's just a really wonderful person too. So we'll post her information on our website or our Facebook page. Her website is uh, successesvitality.com, but we will post it. And she's also going to have a baby. Yay. Real soon. She's almost there. So for you new mamas or pregnant mamas, she's a good person to talk to. Okay. We got 30 seconds to wrap this up. Okay. Go ahead. Um, Avid Company. They are a sponsor. Painting, remodeling, all over the Chicagoland area, make sure you look them up when you need to hire somebody. Mm-hmm. And what else do you have? Uh, that's it. Your book. Well, yeah, but I already talked about it. Self-Aware Parent 2, my website, or Amazon. Okay. And then uh, last but not least is my movie line. And my movie line is you guys playing cards, and you don't think that anybody's going to know that. But I, I challenge it, but... our audience to know it. Okay. Wives, if you don't know it, ask your husband. They'll know it. So... Uh, With that, we will see you next week. This is Todd Adams. And this is Kathy Adams. Have a good one. Mm